Roll Ball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Hope you enjoy the warmth of today. It's by the time we get to the weekend. I think I saw a high of 51 on Sunday. Is that true, Jared? Yeah, I think so. Some other nature yeah, not actually, realize it's almost May. Yeah, it's actually gone down. But with that comes... More gone down from 51? No, no, it was actually like 56. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. And I say it's gone down since I've seen oh, it. Okay. So that's that's 51's new to me. But with that, we got rain chances. Pretty good rain chances next week. Next week. It looks good. April showers. I'll take them. Bring May flowers. Mm-hmm. I'd say anywhere, what did I saw this morning? Three to four inches in parts. That would be. If we're lucky. I mean, oh, I mean I'm stressing awesome. if we're lucky, but. I'll take anything we can get. Yeah, now I'm seeing a high of 50 on oh, Sunday. Goodness gracious. 80% chance of rain. On Sunday? 80 on Sunday, 50 on Monday, 60 on Tuesday, 50 on Wednesday. That's according to my phone. Are you sure you're not looking at Seattle's forecast? I'm looking at Sayre, Oklahoma. Okay. Augusta, you, you wonder about Augusta, Georgia? I've got that pulled up. always have that <laughs> yeah, this time of yeah. year. <laughs> I do that, too. I've also got Ardmore from last week. Yeah, here at Elk City, 80-50, 60-50 chances of rain. High of 49 on Sunday. 49 and raining is not ideal baseball-watching weather. Or softball-practicing weather. That's <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing. Oof. 74 today, 71 Friday, which is tomorrow. And then a cool-off. But if it comes with the rain, it'll be much appreciated. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. You better agree. People on the you, you want to see the text line fired up. Why wouldn't I agree with that? Absolutely. <laughs> I missed this yesterday. I just saw on the text line pop up. My Tucker family beef is the freaking 40-mile-an-hour 40, 40 wind every day. I agree. I just told Wyatt today going to school. I was like, man, I'm so ready for that wind, the wind to quit blowing. I thought it was the – wasn't it March winds bring April showers? April showers bring May flowers. That's the old little jingle. I saw a thing where somebody rebuttal to people complaining about the wind. They start singing the state song. Oklahoma, where the, the wind, wind comes. It's, like it's the first line the of the plane, song. It's yeah. the first line. We should be used to it. Yeah, I know, but it still doesn't make it any no. more cool. Now it's out of the north. <laughs> yeah, at least it's gonna now, at least it's gonna cool you off. Now it's out of the north. Yeah. All right. So coming up on the show today. We're finally going to get to the Kuiper McShay three-round mock draft. We'll hit that. I've got a few questions about that. ESPN's top 25, the FPI, was yesterday. Got some questions about that. NBA playoffs from last night. Some interesting stats that come along with the with those a couple of those games last night where Memphis and Milwaukee win without their stars. And some more fallout from, man, this Draymond Green suspension thing. 
it's starting to seem as as some details start to filter out here. It's starting to seem as if maybe Sacramento is playing games with the with, with what's going on here. One specific reason, I'll tell you why. Okay. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. That's two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at two two five nine six nine eight. If you're gonna be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. You can log on to KADSAM.com. You can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the penny news. It's got Big Elk and Ter- uh, Paragon TV. And also, it's uh, outside the app. The Skinny on Sports podcast can be found anywhere and everywhere podcasts drop. So if you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check us out at your liege. What's going on, Jared? Not a lot. How's your morning so far? Oh, it's fine. It's a little chillier than I had expected when I walked out of the garage to get in the car. Mm-hmm. Come this way. Uh, but I think it's going to be a nice day. A little bit breezy. But I did. I think I remember even yesterday reading the weather that today the, those north winds start out. They're they're going to diminish as the day moved on. At least that was the forecast yesterday. That by the afternoon they would be kind of down in that ten to fifteen range, which seventy five degrees and ten mile an hour north wind. That's a pretty nice day for spring in Oklahoma. I have a question yeah, sunshine, for you. Yeah, yeah. What's I, up? I have a question for you. So last night. We enjoyed some Tucker family beef. We did not, The only I repeat, did not put it out on the grill because of the fire, the the red flag warning. So yeah. we had to cook the, we cooked hamburger. By the way, I saw that picture. Steak. It looked good. It was good. Did you notice? It looked 99% good. Did you notice how? Could have used a better plate. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, that's just kind of the one we got. <laughs> did, did you notice how uniform the patties were? Yeah. How, no, what, no, tell me about this. It looked like they were rolled up, like a cinnamon roll. How, how did you make those patties? Okay, Wyatt did it. We. It turns out, at one point in life, he had seen on the Food Channel, like using like a, a ring mold to make them uniform, like uh-huh. on a uh, Triple D. Uh-huh. So we actually bought this thing that you put them, you just kind of press it down, and yeah. it's got little. Yeah. It, that's it had little ridges. Oh, running around. So that was like the 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 spiral look to that. Gotcha. Yeah, it was just pressing those down. But I mean, you, you, does that help with the cooking process? Well, in theory, it ought to because they're all the same size. Well, I meant like the spiral, the ridges. Oh no, that no, were, no, that shouldn't. No. Doesn't help anything. The only or? thing, the only thing I always do is right in the middle of the patty, press your thumb down. Yeah, I've, to I've, make a little I've to make a little well. That way, that it trick. doesn't bubble up. Sure, and look like a look like, like a dunce a, hat or something. Yeah. Have a little top to it. Yeah. Like a muffin almost, like a muffin top. So it keeps it. But anyhow, no, it, it, they, they all seem to be cooked almost the exact same way, like doneness, because they were so uniform. So that was uh, delicious. And then afterwards, a couple weekends ago, there was the alumni um, weekend in Sayre. Mm-hmm. There's always a parade, which parade means one thing to me, Jared, candy. So we've got our candy bowl pretty full right now. <laughs> Street candy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of thumbing through it, and, you know, the the stars of the show have long since been eaten. And to me, those things are, you know, like the Snickers and the Reese's and, you know, the chocolate items. Mm-hmm. 
So you're kind of down to some different things. But there's one of those things that I think a lot of people would push to the back. And I actually wrote down two. But one in particular that there was still a couple left. And I was like, yes. And then I got to thinking to myself, I'm going to ask Jared about this. Because I believe that one of these things may be one of the most underrated candies on the market right now. Okay. So my question to you, Jared Atha, is what candies do you think are the most underrated mm. candies? Mm. Good question. Because i got a lot of go-to candies that are popular. Yeah, um, I think we've had the discussion know, of what the, the best, you know, our favorites are. Right. A, a top five list. But what, are, what about the underrated candies? Maybe I'm a big gummies fan. You know, outside of the chocolates with the, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups, Kit Kats. By the way, it's that time of year I've been looking for my key lime pie Kit Kats. I can't find them anywhere. <laughs> Might have to do what my wife did for Father's Day last year. She went online and bought me a bought some. box. <laughs> those didn't last long. I've seen the I've seen the blueberry pie ones or blueberry muffin ones. Yeah, I've there's seen those. There's a bunch of different kinds. Those but. specialty flavors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get it right. With, so maybe I'm answering here. You don't get it right with those specialty flavors of your favorite candy. You know, like people are like, yeah. no, no, no. It's like new Coke. Remember that? People like, oh, don't mess with Coke. Like, for instance. Don't change the recipe. This happened to me just this week. And I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't stop me. So on Monday, when we left Sarah National, mm-hmm. I went over and got a Dr. Pepper. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I didn't get a Dr. Pepper. Uh-oh, what'd you get? I got a Dr. Pepper Zero, unbeknownst to me. Oh. I cracked it open, couldn't wait to taste the delicious 23 flavors <laughs> of the Dr. Pepper. You got zero flavor? What'd you get? <laughs> I like, turned, turned out of the parking lot, and I took a drink, and I was like, this tastes weird. Man, there's something wrong with this Dr. Pepper. Am I? Do I have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought, but I, I thought, man, this tastes weird. And I, I was like, what in the world? And I looked on the can, I'm like, Zero. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Uh, Turns out the sugar makes the Dr. Pepper. But anyhow, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, when you, but they got it right on the cream soda, the Dr. Pepper cream soda. Oh, you know, That's I got been, one of those in my fridge. I'll bring it to you because I accidentally grabbed one of those. You don't like it? And I didn't even open it. I looked like, oh, man, this isn't what Listen, I wanted. Listen, it is a match made in heaven. Okay. I need br- to, I'll bring it to you. You better have it yourself. But they've also got a strawberry one now, and I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I don't know about that. But anyhow, go ahead. Uh, maybe, Underrated candies. Maybe. So back to my gummies route here. I like Twizzlers. I've always loved Twizzlers. Oh. I don't see people rave about Twizzlers. There's a reason. Okay, see. The black ones? No, okay, no, good. no. Good, strawberry, good. cherry. Okay. You know, when I go to the movies, I'm usually grabbing those instead of popcorn. Gotcha. So Twizzlers. <laughs> They're trash. That was quick. <laughs> All right, Twizzlers. That was a quick response on the text line. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. That's why they're under. See, people already think they're trash, and and I like them. I think they're. I, I can I can go through a bag of those pretty quick. See, I I had one written down in the in the gummy category, but I didn't know if they would be underrated. And that is the Sour Patch Kid. Is that un? Is that how is that rated? Um. I like Sour Patch Kids. I mean, I really I mean, like I'm Sour Patch Kids. I'm not jumping, you know, across the counter to get them, but if they're there, I'll eat them. I'm not, maybe, I like sour, you know, but. It's got the sour, it's, then it's, it turns it's, sweet. Sour is like a, like a, uh, I can't keep eating sour after sour. I like right. that. It's like a, 
It's like a shot, you know. You do just give me one of them. <laughs> okay. See, at first You're not I was taking shot after when, shot. When you said that, I thought, "How is eating a sour patch kid like getting a shot in your arm?" And then I realized you were talking about yeah. liquor. Yeah. I got you. Like, I, okay, I, give me one. I got okay. Twist oh, my this arm. Is good, but I don't want another. Twist my arm. <laughs> So is the Sour tequila Pat- cold or not? <laughs> so Sour Patch Kids, is that your answer? I, I, I took it off because I was afraid they were oh, too gotcha. highly rated. Gotcha. So what is it? What What's your underrated? Mine, and this is a, it's an iconic one, but I think it's fallen by the wayside in recent years. Tootsie Rolls. I love Tootsie Rolls, and but you would never, ever... Go out and get a bag of Tootsie Rolls. Right, you would never buy that. If if you're if you went into you're not the, going into the quick stop, you're not going into quick stop and buying Tootsie looking Rolls. Looking for the Tootsie Rolls? No, I'm not. I don't think I've. I don't know that I've ever bought a Tootsie Roll. The only time I've had Tootsie Rolls is like after a parade, after a parade, or you're digging through your kids' yes. Halloween candy. It's it's right. Halloween yeah. or, or or parades because they more or less anymore you only find them in those variety bags. That yeah, you know, I'm not people, a big fan of the flavors. Oh no, it has to be chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate ones. And I and you know what? And I think I I like the long skinny ones better than the short chubbier ones. The little stubby ones. Yeah, I don't like those real big ones. Oh, the, the like big... that come in like a they got a little. Little cardboard little thing. thing, yes, yeah. yeah I'm not That's sure. Too much. It's all it is because it feels like those long, skinnier ones. It's just the right amount. Another one that I noticed: the Tootsie Rolls, and then also not banana Laffy Taffies. I yeah, don't like not. the banana. It, it's weird too because Jimmy brought some taffy that was banana in the bowl in there in Gabe's office. I actually like those, but there's. I think once again, it's if you. The the Tootsie or the Laffy Taffy banana was too much. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Text line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not repeating that. I got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, but anyhow, I'm a big I'm a big Tootsie Roll guy. I enjoy the Tootsie Rolls. And it, and I think it's just because you don't eat it very often. Now we're getting talk some sports. We will. Our NBA playoffs last night. If I'd have told you yesterday that Milwaukee and Memphis neither would have their star player, would you have said, "Oh, that's okay. They'll both win and even series up at one-one"? I would say maybe one of them would. Um, that being Milwaukee, actually. Because I, I mean, yes, Lakers are playing well, but I didn't, you know, I keep waiting for those wheels to fall off, you know, every once in a while. But I think Milwaukee has a lot of pieces around him. Lopez, especially, had a good night. Um, so I, I would have said one of them would, but for both of them too, that's pretty impressive. No doubt, in in must win situations, you don't want to go down o two heading on the road uh, in those two series. How about this though? Pretty interesting stats on both sides. So last night, Milwaukee put up 138 without Giannis. That's the most points scored in a playoff game by a team that was missing their leading scorer from the regular season in NBA history. So obviously Giannis led Milwaukee in scoring in the regular season. They put up 138 without him. That's the most ever in a playoff game. 
And then on the other side with Memphis, uh, even in their series against the Lakers, Memphis is 33-17 and 17 without John Morant over the last couple of seasons. Does that say anything about him? Maybe. Maybe. That's kind of scary because it, it kind of shows Memphis that he is expendable. If there's a little – if the cracks in his play or his stuff off court comes to light again or becomes a problem again, like, you know what? We're good without you, Jaw. I wonder if it shows them uh, – see, to me, it, it tells me if they can get him right – Adding him in there, they've obviously got some pe- some better pieces around him than people realize. Yeah, you know, Jaron Jackson named the Defensive Player of the Year uh, yesterday. Desmond Bain has kind of come out of nowhere from TCU to being a really good player in this league. You know, they got the Tillman guy last night that went for a double double, and nobody even heard his name before <laughs> before you know the game. And then Dylan Brooks is such an enigma; he can be great or he can be terrible. But I, I, if it was me and I was a Memphis fan, I would just be thinking more of more of the what if. What if he could be out here, get him right, and be the player? Because we know he's a he's a superstar in the making mm-hmm. with the things that he can do on the floor. He's just got to kind of figure it out and grow up a little bit off it so that he can be on the floor for the amount of games that he needs to be. It puts Memphis in such a good spot when it comes to – off-season willing to dealing, pre-trade deadline willing to dealing because they could show, listen, this guy was really good when Jaw was off the court. You know, what do you want for him? And, Maybe and, make an upgrade in, in some certain ways. Right. Yeah, Yeah. really, they can really press the issue of, hey, we're not going to let this guy go for nothing, for peanuts. We, You know, this guy did this for us when Jaw was off. Look at these numbers. He, They're good. And, and so it really puts them in a win-win situation when uh, they're good without Jaw Morant. They had, and, uh, and then the potential that you talk about with John Morant. All five and double figures. Xavier Tillman, the guy, I mean, 10 of 13, 22 points, 13 rebounds. He was just a monster on the offensive glass late. Seemed like he grabbed a couple of really key there to, to that next to last possession with like two minutes left. Memphis is up 10. They miss. He gets a rebound, kicks it out. Brooks shoots a three. He never should shoot, but he makes it. Then the next time down, he gets like two offensive rebounds. Jaron Jackson gets one, and they they run a minute ten off the clock, and the game's essentially over uh, from there. So uh, Memphis does a really nice job without Jaw to even it up. I think on the other side from Milwaukee, they do have we we know we know that they have guys outside of just Giannis. Now this is talking about beating Miami in game two, not winning the whole thing. I mean, I don't think anybody's silly enough to think that Memphis can or I'm sorry that Milwaukee can win a title without Giannis Antetokounmpo but in a one game or two game stretch here against a Miami team that oh by the way doesn't have Tyler Hero I think that that's they're they're more than capable with the guys you mentioned with Lopez you know obviously Drew Holiday was good last night off the bench uh, Connaughton and Ingles combined to make 11 of 16 threes I mean when you get when you're getting 39 off of those two guys from the bench, yeah, you might put up a whole bunch of points. And uh, so I think as far as being able to win this series, if it was, you know, a, an extended period of time for either one of these two teams without their star, obviously to me Milwaukee, not only who they're playing, but also what they've got around Giannis is in better shape to be able to move on without – without but 
at some point here, we're going to need uh, both of those teams are going to need their guys mm-hmm. to be out there. Also, uh, Denver, man, it looked like they were going to blow Minnesota absolutely out of Colorado to start that game, and then Minnesota actually came back and took a lead in the fourth quarter. Denver pulls away, one twenty-two, one thirteen. They're now up two zero. How about this? Last night was the Joker's fiftieth career uh, career playoff game. Got this from ESPN Sports and Info, our stats and info. I mean, Nikola Jokic through fifty playoff career playoff games is the first player in NBA history to average twenty-five, ten, and five. Twenty-five points, ten rebounds, and five assists. Nobody has ever done that in their fir- through their first fifty playoff games. It's pretty incredible. That is incredible. To be the only guy to ever do something good or bad. Yeah. Uh, on on the bad side, uh, uh, Russell. What's his first name for the Lakers? I uh, just went right out of my head. Ah, uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell. Yes. He uh, is trying to catch DeMar DeRozan in futility. He went 2 of 11 last night. That's now 13 straight playoff games to start his career where he has not shot 50% for the field. DeMar DeRozan owns that record with first 25. Mm. So, D'Angelo on the the track to try to break a record that you don't really want to know. Tonight, what's going on here, Jared? What, tonight? With the schedule. The NBA schedule? Why in the world... Do we have a 9 o'clock TNT game between Sacramento and Golden State and then a 9.30 NBA TV game between Phoenix and the Clippers? What is happening here? Why is this happening? Is that the only two tonight? Uh, there's Phoenix and Brooklyn at 6.30. I mean, at East, you know, on the East Coast. Phoenix and Brooklyn. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Philly and Brooklyn. Philly and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Right. At 6, you say? 6.30. 6.30. TNT, and then the, the Sacramento-Golden State is the 9 o'clock TNT, which that makes sense. That's going, the way those always back roll. back to back, right. But then NBA TV has got 9.30 Phoenix and the Clips. Oh, Why? I don't know. I mean, I know I'm not watching. Well, I just don't understand I, why they're on at the same time. Yeah. That's the only two series anybody really wants to watch. Well, I mean, you can't play it at 6 o'clock our time or 6.30 our time, either one of those, because what time would it be on the West Coast? Yeah, 4. 4. Well, if you started at 7, it would be 5 o'clock. <clears throat> but if you started at 8, it would be 6 o'clock. Why, not put the, if, more, why, why more, can't the NBA TV game be at, be at 8 o'clock? Because you – would think that the NBA would have more control over that. Mm-hmm. I get okay. TNT has their times, but Phoenix and the Clippers could start at eight, play a whole hour, and I mean they'd be in the second half or at least halftime by the time the other one tipped off. Then you kind of got it staggered a little bit more, like what we see with the NCAA tournament, yeah. Where you can watch yeah. watch the important parts of this one and then catch up to the other one, right? When it gets uh, kind of down to that time, so I, I do not get this. Why that they're they're stacked. Up and up the way that is. Last thing, did you see the injury report from Sacramento? No. So yesterday morning, Domas Sabonis is doubtful with chest contusion. So you think they're ninety so minutes after word of the suspension of Draymond Green came out? Up oh, all of a sudden he's day to day. 
<laughs> so do you think that Sacramento, in a weird way, kind of helped that suspension along? Like, okay, list him as We might doubtful. lose him. It, yeah. We're not going to have our guy forget this. Because of Draymond's action, list <laughs> yeah. him as doubtful. Oh, he's suspended. Oh, he's... Oh, he's going to be able... Oh, wait, let's upgrade him. What a turnaround. He's going to be able to play. I thought that was... Meanwhile, the hockey player is playing with 75-plus stitches on his face. Man, I watched some hockey last night. I watched a little bit of Edmonton, yeah. I just, I just watched some stars, and then I watched a little Edmonton and watched a little the Bruins. Listen, Boston, you got to beat them if you want to win this whole thing. They are good. A lot of people, though, picked Edmonton to be in the finals. Yeah, this is great because Scott is the is the chest contusion from the chest bump that he gave yeah. after they got Draymond kicked out of the game. I saw a bunch was of that. that pounding his chest? I saw. Yeah. Just, I mean, right. big, big time chest bump after Draymond got kicked out. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, the people, the, the, the Warriors. I, listen, hey, Warriors fans, did any of you ever play sports? Is, is this just such a bandwagon of computer nerds? Because they're out in Silicon Valley. Some of the conspiracies they can come up with are off the charts. I'm going to have to rid my Twitter feed of Warrior Fan if it wasn't so damn funny to laugh at them. <laughs> God. Uh, bandwagon, yes. I mean, you would think. I remember a time where the Warriors were horrible, and it wasn't that long ago. Was- this is the first time ever that the Kings and the Warriors yeah. not only have played in the playoffs, been in the playoffs at the same time. I didn't know Sacramento had that many fans to Packers Stadium. They don't. The arena. They just got a bunch of people that hate the Warriors. Attention all parents mm-hmm. of high school seniors. Attention. We are doing a KECO Senior Photo Showcase. So parents, if you want to show off those senior pics of your awesome senior or brag on your photographer this year, upload a few of the coolest shots to KECO fm.com that's our website and after graduation we'll choose the most creative picture of all those entries and the winner will get a free steak dinner at simon's catch go to kecofm click on the link to upload your pics now here's my question is this now or before you know how you always see the senior video oh yeah it's like the baby picture yes yeah I'm looking at them right now. It looks like a bunch of senior picks, like they're like they're, they're actual, actual senior picks. Senior so, pictures. so if you used, so if you went out and to a cool spot or used some neat props, so your your actual senior yeah. photos that there's you passed out to your grandparents. Looking at them here, pretty, well, there's one. Um, um, the kids gonna be mad at their parents for this one. Okay. Looks like he's wearing a prom dress. Oh darn! <laughs> well, maybe his parent, maybe his, the kid won't be mad because he's doing it on purpose. Whatever. And <laughs> and uh, there's some senior picks and stuff. I'm recognizing some of these kids. Very good. I recognize one of them. Here's a question I have for you, Jared. Now your your kids are young, as is mine. Mm-hmm. Are you already in the process of like if you happen to look at pictures, like keeping keeping some of them in your mind? Like, ooh, that one will embarrass Katie when she uh-huh. becomes a senior. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, I know Mama is already starting to. She's actually starting to print some off and stash them. Yeah. Uh, she's really good though, not on the embarrassing side, but you know, with her friends, you know, whether it be on the basketball court or softball field or whatever, thinking, okay, come senior year, get this. Let's, be... let's redo this picture. You know, stuff. Like oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, but yeah, I can the the embarrassing stuff. Sure. 
you know, I guess, yeah. It, it's always funny to watch you know what's those. what's so great about technology these days? Oh. Everything's so digital, you can just, you know, put it on the cloud or, or save it, you know, on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, you don't have to go looking look, around the house going, where did I put that Polaroid? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It, it's always cool to see, because some of those, when you see that video, as soon as you see the very first picture, you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. Right. They haven't changed much since they were two, yeah. you know? yeah. And then others, it's like, golly, who in the heck is that? Yeah. And then, oh, no way. I'll be darned. Are we sure that that's not a picture of their brother <laughs> or their sister? <laughs> and they got those mixed up? Uh, I've got, I've actually got one in mind that I guarantee you will be um, easy to spot in the Elk City senior class this year. I guarantee you, as soon as the first picture of of her pops up you're gonna go up and it's abby joe because of her curly hair <laughs> guarantee if she does she it, yeah. she will be easy to recognize yeah when you see her when you see those those pics of her as a kid Very so good. that's that's cool, cool. kecofm.com upload the pics on the yeah, website. right there on the front page can't right there all right the fpi in college uh, football was released this week by the folks at espn yeah, you know, they have the simulation, and they go they go pretty in depth with well, you know returning talent. They use you know what's coming in with the recruiting classes and how those ranked and and schedule, and they they have a lot of different criteria to where they make this stuff up. Portal, I'm sure. Yeah, portal. Portal guys. Yeah, just who's yeah. on the team now? Yeah. yeah, they actually use the roster instead of just kind of guessing. And so they they spit it all in, and, it, and they put it all in, and it spits out a ranking. Have you seen this? Are you surprised? I saw, yeah, I saw it. So, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, number one is Ohio State. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And when you look at their win totals, and then when you also look at their percentages to make the playoffs, those three are clearly in a tier by themselves. Mm-hmm. In that. They give they give Ohio State an eighty two point two percent chance to make the playoff. Alabama sixty two, Georgia sixty three, and then it goes all the way down. The next highest is Texas at thirty four. So I mean that's a huge difference in the top three down to number four. Do you think there really is that much separation between those three and everybody else? Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm a little shocked that Georgia's not one or two. Do they look at schedule? Oh yeah. The, their schedule so appears to be so light. Georgia's again. I remember that last year it wasn't very good. No, again, coming up, that that's what people immediately went to. They looked at their schedule and go, oh, my goodness, who's going to beat them this year or this coming year, next season? But they have them at three. And, I, you know, like I'll, I'm, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But I totally agree. Those top three are the cream of the crop. And then it's everybody else. Golly. And, and on here is – It is weak. UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, and Georgia Tech is the uh, non-conference. Yeah. Their crossover to the West at Auburn, which it always is. That's a huge rivalry. And then Ole Miss at home. You miss, Auburn, you miss Alabama. You miss LSU. At Tennessee. Wait a minute. No, no, that game was in Georgia last year. Okay. At yeah. Tennessee. Maybe. The host, uh, well, Florida. Is that going to home and home yet? I, know, I think they're going to end the cocktail party Are at they some really? point. Yeah. 
South Carolina's at home. Boy, they yeah that. Just look at its schedule. Now they lose quarterback. They always you know they lose different things. I think it's a little bit of a slap in the face to have them at three. Myself, I, I'm I'm as not being, one of, as being defending champs. Or, I, I'm not one of those guys that says just because you're the defending champ you sure. get to be number one. They're also two time defending champs and that schedule. Right. That's Ooh. why I thought at least two. I'm actually. I mean, Bama's kind of in the same boat. They they got to replace the quarterback. I haven't seen their schedule, but seems like they have a decent. But there's always going to be that respect for Bama as long as Saban's there. Oh yeah, of course you they know, have it's it. It's gonna it's gonna be there, and um, you know, then on this FPI, just kind of diving into it. No, number four is LSU. Then there's Texas at number five. So why Texas has the third best chance? Oh, excuse me, fourth best chance making the conference or the playoffs because i think they are leaning on well those top three you don't want to put a third ls or a sec team i think that's top two alabama georgia will kind of knock lsu out and they i think i've seen this somewhere where the big 12 has the third best chance to get a team in well that would that's why that they're would there be, they, in texas a lot of people are picking texas to win the big 12 so that's why they're there i actually think that michigan's getting a little bit of the raw end of the deal here. I, I mean, they've won the Big Ten two years in a row. They've, and it's yeah. looked just like this both years where Ohio State was the runaway favorite to win the conference. At this year, it's 71% down to Michigan, 14%. And then here comes – That game's at Michigan this year, too. Fighting Harbaugh's. They'll, he's kind of figured Ohio State out. It, it might be the best team he's had, too, talent-wise. So, I, I that's why I don't put those three – because of the because of Michigan in that conference with Ohio State, uh, Michigan's pretty good, and then they had that game at home. Are you surprised that Texas is the next team, and it's not USC or Clemson? No, I'm not. There's always that hype of Texas, but I think this year there it might be a little merited. I think it there might be some meat behind that bone. That's my question. That's the next question I have written down. Because, is it time to believe the Longhorn well, hype? You know, everyone likes to poke fun at them and, and, and all that, but they, they do – I know they lose Robinson, but they, they get back worthy. Um, Ewers in year two of, of actually playing, I think he I think he could be better. He showed some signs last year of being good. He made some mistakes. But overall, he's a solid quarterback. I think he could be better than what he was last year. So I think all the pieces are there for them to maybe – take that next step and make a run at the conference title at least pretty crazy what we saw from him in the big 12 portion of the schedule versus what we saw from him in limited action before he got knocked out of that bama game because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people going out walking out of that bama game thought one if he doesn't get hurt texas wins that game and then two this guy is is ready to to kind of take the leap, and it, that's not yeah. what we saw. He was incredibly inconsistent and downright bad. I mean, up in Stillwater, he was downright bad. Yeah, but but it was it was almost a microcosm because in the first half he was great, but he was but it was it him or just kind of throwing it out in the flat and watching dudes make plays. Sure. Then in the second half, when they kind of Oklahoma State's defense adjusted, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. If, so if, if Texas wants to take that next step, Ewers has to play better. He mm-hmm. has to, and I think he has the potential to do that in the second year. And and kudos to Sarkeesian for 
having the cojones to immediately come out and say, there's no tech, there's no quarterback battle. He's our guy after the spring game. He's QB1. So there's not going to be that floating around him through fall camp for a quarterback battle. He's already put that to rest. So that kind of uh, shows stability in the program as they move through fall camp going into the start of the season. Somebody else is going to have to, you mentioned, without Robinson, and also Roshan Johnson. So at the running back spot, but they've got a bunch of guys. Brooks looked good in, at, at times. Uh, Keelan Robinson came from Alabama. He looked good at times. So they, you know, it, it feels like they've got bullets in the in the gun there to replace. Maybe not all the way to that level, but at least with yours taking a step, you know, a good enough replacement for Bijan to make things work. I here's my question. If you're not going to pick Texas to win the Big 12, who are you going to pick? It seems like a perfect year for them because they do have a returning quarterback. No one's ever going to pick K-State to win the conference. They're just not – no matter what. There are a lot of people's darlings, but no one's – No one's ever going to pick them to win it. No. And so now – so who's left? Oklahoma? After what we saw last year, who really is going to put their neck on the line for that OU team? Even though it can be, I think it's, I, I think it can be argued and argued pretty well, no matter what OU fans say, that Oklahoma has the best returning quarterback in the conference with Gabriel. I think that argument can easily be made, even ahead, even ahead of yours. But where is that statistically? Defense? He was, yeah, yeah. Where's the defense? Yeah, it's, where that's... where are the playmakers for Gabriel? You know, you're 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 relying a whole bunch on. Drake Stoops and Jaleel Farouk to take a huge step. Farouk that way, or, or some of those young guys that supposedly Stogner. have. Yeah, and then Maybe. you got Stogner. We'll see if that connection works between those two. Mm-hmm. And an offensive line that did pretty well. I, considering it was a, almost a brand new group against Florida State there in that bowl game. Rushed the ball well, obviously, yeah, with, the, with the running backs. There's. There's some things that there. gave you hope moving forward. But it's all defense. But it's all yeah, about the defense. That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, and, and he, they stacked up on edge rush. Um, you know, almost to the point I'm questioning a local guy's starting position. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of rotation there. But you know, can they apply pressure, consistent pressure on the quarterback? It starts at the edge rush, is what Venables loves to do. I'm not pulling the trigger on him. I'm not convinced to do any kind of preseason uh, picking of them at the very t- – I mean, I was thinking about that actually last night, getting ready for bed. Where would I pick OU right now? And it would be about about middle of the middle of the Big 12 right no now. Way. No right way. Now. There's no way. If that's true – I'm not convinced they can beat Kansas State. Texas, I'm not convinced. They don't play Kansas State. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the new scheduling. It's terrible. Yeah, I know that – yeah, they got like a Georgia-like schedule. It's a terrible <laughs> schedule. I still got the bitter taste of a six and seven season in my mouth. Well, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, if they don't go nine and three against this schedule, yeah, then maybe write a letter behind the scenes to the SEC and beg them to give us another <laughs> give, give OU another year in the uh, in the Big Twelve. Can or, I or can another I? two? Yeah, or or maybe just thanks but no thanks because the schedule is Charmin soft. Arkansas State, SMU at home, at Tulsa, at Cincinnati, which a lot most people think will dip because Fickle's gone. They're having a a Lincoln Riley effect over there. Everyone's left them. 
after the coach left. Iowa State at home, which Iowa State was down. I mean, if Oklahoma isn't 5-0 and going into the Texas game, there's a major problem. Major problem. Because coming out of the Texas game, they're going to have two losses in the first five games or six games. That's – and then here one, we – I'm counting them out loud. One, two. Texas is the sixth game. I'm trying to count. I'm, I'm just going down looking at the losses, potential losses. No way they can lose to Cincinnati. I mean, there's a way. Just said. There shouldn't be a way, but there's a way. There's those little those little, those little potholes or landmines in this schedule, like the Cincinnati game. It's the first Big Twelve game for them. So there's that, and I'm sure it's going to be at night, and the fans are going to be going crazy. Iowa State's always an issue. Down or not, it just feels like they're always an issue. Central Florida, what do we know about them? At Stillwater. You know, okay, they're chopping so at the bit to beat OU the okay, last time. Okay, so what, what about them? I mean, o- Oklahoma State, who's playing? Yeah. You know, losing ETN this week on, on the offensive line. Uh, that, that's an interesting way that Gundy put that. That, you know, firing it out there that apparently he thinks he got beat out. I've never really heard a coach say that. Do we believe that, or is it just – you know, normally when that happens, you you know it, but you kind of say, yeah, we wish the kid good luck. He did good things for us here, yada, yada, yada. Said he just flat out came out and said, yeah, he feels like he got beat out for that spot. Well, if that's true, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, I, I think there's two units in Oklahoma, in the state of Oklahoma – where if it's not the same guys playing, you might ought to feel better about it. And that's Oklahoma State's offensive line, and that's the secondary at OU. How many more years do we need to see these guys at OU in the secondary not be able to cover anybody before you go, gosh, dang, who in the heck are we recruiting? You know, mm-hmm. what is going on back there? I mean, I've been the biggest Woody Washington proponent of anybody. Right. But at some point, you got to make plays, bro. But they still run them out. There. Like, like for instance, Jaden Davis leaving. I don't view that as a bad thing. No, I love that the headlines like veteran defensive back leaving Oklahoma, and, and all true OU fans are thinking, "Thank goodness." You know, <laughs> you, you know how I know because that veteran dude is a part of those horrible defenses. You know so. how I know the the secondary hasn't been very good for a while at OU. The same guys are still there. Yeah, yeah. the good ones leave. Yeah, and go to the NFL. Yeah. Oklahoma State's offensive line has kind of been that way as well. So we'll, we'll see what the true part of that is. Anxious but, to see what, how, I mean, surely Ollie Gordon's going to get a ton of carries this year, right? If he doesn't, they may burn down the stadium. Right? He could be, I'm not going to go first team, maybe second team Big 12 guy if he can live up to his potential. Oh, I mean, just let but him. He's gonna have I, I'm not just, so sure he yeah. didn't live up to his potential last year. He just didn't, didn't get a chance. Didn't get a, to, enough chances. Enough yeah. chances. Yeah, what's that phrase? Let him cook? Yeah. Get, just let him on the field. Let him go. Did you hear what Kel Gundy said yesterday uh-uh. about Ollie Gordon? Uh-uh. I, I got me when he was on with Mark. Yeah. You know, most of the noon hour he's on with them, and it got my eyebrow to rise up a little bit because they, they're kind of going down the Big 12, namely OU and OSU, you know, post-spring, you know, OU spring game coming up this Saturday, OSU not having one, but and the topic of Ollie Gordon came up, and, and Kale just went off. So, oh, I love this guy. 
I love him. And he just went down all the intangibles when he was at OU looking at him. And say so he reminded me of a Rodney Anderson. He was he has a Rodney Anderson type of play. And he comes from a high school. That all they do is run the – and the way he described it reminded me of um, – of, of Clinton running up two two mm-hmm. tight ends and just eye formation run right at you and he went on and on and on and Mark asked him that well that he chose OSU over you guys said oh we didn't offer Mark's like whoa you want to dive into that he's like, not really previous regime not letting them offer I mean I mean he loved him enough but he didn't offer what year- was he told not to offer him but was, wait, the, was the running back room too full? There well, was no room for him? Is I, I, there's a lot of questions. Is there. he not the same class as Sawchuck and Javante Barnes? I'd have to look They were up. all it true sounds, freshmen last year, right? right? Sounds about the right, yeah. I mean, so they maybe, were all true freshmen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he liked him more than one of those two they end up signing. Don't know. He just he just went on and on and on didn't, and then asked, well, wow, he chose OSU over. He's like, oh, we didn't even offer him. Like I nearly drove off the road. Like you just went on. You compared him to Rodney Anderson, and you didn't offer him. But he sounds, didn't want to. Sounds like he wanted to, and, and they wanted, and, and, and then and Lincoln the wanted yeah. Barnes and Sawchuck. Yeah. Which, and Kale is smart. It's like he just like I'm not going to say anything. I'm gonna that's going to get out there. So I'm just going to. After watching those two, I mean everyone. But I get it. I yeah, think everyone's going to be happy with what they right. got. I think everyone's going to be happy, but. I just go back to the you know trying to get peek behind the curtain, trying to go mm-hmm. back in time. And go, what's what really happened there? You know, talking FPI, just college football. Spring games have happened in some locales, happened this weekend and some others. Will you watch Saturday? Oh, you? Mm, no, I well, I, I just won't be around a TV. I might go. I'll, Will you go back? And I'll watch? try to go back and at least find you know some highlights or whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not what. sitting down waving you know my OU flag watching every snap but i'm watching early to watch to see contributors like who do you want to see guys um was it mccullough yeah um from indiana we'll see him obviously you want to see um gabriel a little bit and um names are escaping me new quarterback jackson arnold thank you yeah jackson arnold you know what's gonna happen he's gonna Look just a little better than Manning did. Don't, don't you kind of don't you kind of hope that he looks like what Manning did that way? Because I think it's a pretty important year. Gabriel, it's kind of it needs to be his team. Sure. This this yeah. can't be the Rattler Williams situation no. of a couple of years ago. If you're looking for team success for Oklahoma, I fear that that's coming. Phil Picciotti. Here's one. Uh, another name, Gentry Williams. See. I think that's I think that's an important name, Gentry Williams. You know why? Hmm. Because I think Gentry Williams is the reason why that Jaden Davis is leaving. Ah, because it, by all accounts that was sort of a three-person race with those two, and then obviously Woody, and maybe Jaden Davis felt himself falling behind. Do you have any? I'm looking forward to any um, interest in uh, DJ Graham on the offensive side. Maybe, After that one maybe, one-handed snag, maybe a little. If he's not catching you. with one hand, yeah. contorting in the air while Hopefully doing so, he's more so. open than that. <laughs> it's a disappointment already if he's not making those spectacular grabs. Is 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 Bevel truly a tight end now? No, that's because they don't have anybody to play tight end because they're all hurt. Right. 
So he's just out there just filling a filling a void for practice purposes. Yeah, guys like Helms and Llewellyn, they've, they've got a bunch of those guys that are that are hurt for the for the spring. Yeah, and clearly looking forward to Trace Ford's future first uh, team Big Twelve performance coming yeah. up this season. I'm here's gonna watch one. him. Here's another one, Peyton Bowen. <laughs> I think a lot of, of people are fired up to see Peyton Bowen in the in the back end, yeah. what he can do. You know, I think will he be returning punts, kicks? I saw a big old long list of guys that they've seen he was on it. Uh for on one day. I wonder if that's how we're truly gonna see a lot of them this season or if he's gonna be out there. Anyways. So just some that's the only reason I watched spring game to see some of that. And then after about the half, first half, maybe even first quarter. Are we even doing that this year? Quarters, halves? The scoring system's all jacked up. And then I just lose interest. I don't know. Why not play Swass or somebody? I, I think that's the the when you see this kind of stuff, the more that I give Hugh Freeze and Attaboy for coming up with yeah. the hey, let's play a small school within your state. Not a fan of the scoring system. Just play it like a normal just football play, game. Yeah, just, just play a game. Ones versus ones. Let's just do it mm-hmm. normal game. So I don't have to keep up. Is that a point for the defense? I don't know. I'm not keeping up with that. I'm I'm not going to. I never will. All right. So back to the FPI right yeah, quick. Yeah. Who do you think is too high? If you could single out a team or two, who would you say well, is too yeah, high? Maybe OU at eleven. I think there's no doubt. Yeah. With what? But I here's here's the thing about OU. I think they are too high at eleven with what they what they did last year. But I'll also say this: I think by the time the season is over, because that schedule is so bad, I think it's proper. It's going to be proper. And do you think that you mentioned that? Part of the components of this is who's on the team. Do you think they're getting a lot of credit for how they, you know, they had a good recruiting signing day, and, and then they made a big impact in the transfer portal, especially on the defensive side. So a lot of people are banking of defense can't be as bad as it was last year. Venables is clearly making efforts to try to be better. Mm-hmm. I do some of that. I do, and I just, I, but I think that the schedule is bad. How many times have we said that it can't be as bad as last year, and then it's bad. <laughs> it can always be that bad. Yeah. But I think OU is too high. I think LSU is too high. I'd agree with that. At four. I'd agree with that. And I think LSU is going to be pretty good. That Boy, that first game, LSU and Florida State. Yeah. That's a fun one to get to get out. Yeah. See Sam, Texas too high every year. Yeah, we've mentioned them. Listen, who else is going to win the Big 12? Think back. You know, we've gone this whole hour and never mentioned the national runner-up in TCU. Where are they? They're, They're down there, there at 17. We'll see. We'll see. They lost a ton. I, um, who's too low? I'd say Tennessee at 12. I can see them around the eight mark where Clemson's at. How about you? Who's too low? Mm, maybe Florida State. At 14, seems like they could be a top 10 team. Maybe Utah 15. Utah, always too low. You know who Utah is? The Pac-12's version of Kansas State. Yeah. And you know what? Always good, but always uh, overlooked. Utah probably loves where they're at right there. Utah, it seems like they have. Continue to overlook us, USC, because we're just going to beat you again and again. And USC's right there at seven. How about these first two non-conference games for Utah? Host Florida at Baylor. Florida at what? Host Florida at Baylor. That's the first two. Oh, that's Utah. I'm that's sorry. Utah's first two games. They still got Cam Rising, right? Yes, he came back. 
Yeah, that's going to be – you talk to be one of those dark horse teams in the Pac-12. I mean, at what point do they have to quit being the dark horse and start being the favorite? That's what's crazy about it. Well, what about uh, yeah. the team you liked last year in the Pac-12? When when you look down below 20 at who can make some noise, Washington. Yeah. Penix Jr. back. I loved Penix Jr. I think he's a dark horse um, Heisman candidate. What about the Beavs? Of Oregon State, uh, can DJ figure out why you know he DJ Uyangalele? Can he figure it out? What it, there's one team in the Big Twelve that intrigues me. Tech, tech? absolutely. Texas Tech, they're at twenty-two. I tell you this, I think they finally found their coach. Oh, absolutely, right. Joey McGuire. Yeah. Oh, I, they found man, the coach. It, it he it, it's it's so smart of them to hire him because he is a legend in Texas high school football coaching. He knows everybody, and I think if the, you're right, if there's somebody that can kind of break through that Texas Texas A and and maybe and maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's not even getting those guys that those two are fighting over uh, with with all the big time powers. It's knowing the coaches to get the guys that fit his fit his system a la what we see out of Mike Gundy at OSU. You know, you guys mm-hmm. fight over those prima donnas that want all the NIL money. I'm going to come out here and take this tough West Texas kid and turn him into a great player. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by Tech. Very, very intrigued by Texas Tech. Me too. As far as the Big 12 race. And then, yeah, I just got a text about Kansas, you know, that quarterback and the the, the breakthrough that they made. Where are they? You see them? Oh, she's at 38. I only got the top 25 up. Uh, KU clear at 68. Well, you'd think they'd be a little bit better than that. So, anyhow, we can keep talking about this. That's one thing that'll fire up the text line. Anytime we kind of run it. Anytime we kind of come in and go, God, what is there to talk about? We just mentioned college football. Bam! Everybody's ready. Well, just wait until the... NBA playoffs are done. We're going to have a lot of time between now and Listen, Labor Day weekend to you know, talk college football. You know what happens a week from tonight? Uh, the draft. The draft. The NFL draft. We need to jump on that. We yeah. still didn't get to. Uh, we'll Kuiper get to it. We got a week. Oh, well. well, about four more mock drafts between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a great Thursday. This has been the Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.